0: Hey, my fuckers. Welcome back to the podcast that aims to answer, dude, non gendered. What's my goddamn problem? And I hope that we've cleared a little of that up by now. Last time we talked again about personality parts, or the ongoing bane of our existence when we have brains that we're trying to learn to control. We've learned that our heads are finicky and fine-tuned for danger, and that danger will catapult us into discrepant modes of existing that feel like alter identities taking over. Jekyll and Hyde sort of shit. Or child versus adult you sort of shit, depending on the situation. Remember how we talked about family re-immersion keeping you stuck and feeling like a prior version of self? Yeah. That's all some parts shit. You're going to feel like a child and find yourself weirdly behaving like a child when you're around the folks. Old wounds suddenly ripped open and old programs for dealing with them suddenly taking over your experience. Same goes for any situation that just feels a lot like being around the fam. Authoritarian bosses and hierarchical work organizations that run on bullying, for instance, Yeah, going to make you show up with your kid parts. And you know, that's a whole shame and fear factory reporting to the office when you feel like a baby itself. Plus, neither of those situations will be helped by what comes next. So when we're triggered to high hell, just trying to get by, but finding our brains are not acting as one whole unit, we have a lot of problems that follow. Losing progress in your recovery and losing sense of self creates fear and self-judgment. Feeling like you're limited to being a fraction of who you really are is extremely disempowering and distressing, and it will begin a comparison cycle in which you measure who you are now versus who you were once at some more ideal time. With this growing distress and personal shame – We do what we do best as living biological beings. We try to compensate. We have to survive the situation. We know there are issues going down, especially with our own mental ailments. And we don't want to put them on display, nor fall prey to the danger they signify. So we work extra, super hard, to try to mask those inner events from the outside world, and even from ourselves. For instance, if you're feeling like a helpless child every day, thanks to your micromanaging boss and tribalism tainted coworkers, you're going to avoid the situation and get out of there. Or you're going to overcompensate the other direction and refuse to settle for that. You're going to go above and beyond to try to make up for what's been happening and how your brain has been responding to it. More hypervigilance over every email, more obsession over every move, more hours spent at the office trying to get ahead, more time dealing with your own head, wondering what the fuck is going on. We attempt to hide our distress in life, often by trying to overcompensate for our wonky internal conditions and trying to push them away. But it doesn't work. It's called symptom ignorance or symptom masking if you're doing it to the outside. The thoughts, feelings, and memories are only going to continue to flow and grow, though, as we attempt to shove them to the back burner. And this is a trap. Our symptoms increase in prevalence and strength. Our distress gains power, and our mental faculties are slowly worn down, As we exert all this extra energy trying to obfuscate our problems from the public or from inner knowledge. Then, as we work increasingly hard, white knuckling it through our days to stay afloat, we have a lot of other cognitive challenges emerge. Namely, we start losing our ability for executive functioning. We're just exerting so much energy trying to avoid our memories, contain or numb our emotions, and continue performing up to expected standards, all the while with our anxiety, insomnia, depression, obsession, and ADHD gaining strength. And we stop being able to fully direct our brains. We lose short-term and working memory, the ability for planning, the capacity for manipulating data that we're holding in our heads. We also extra lose that ability to see ourselves over one consistent, lifelong timeline. It's a highly integrative brain function that requires a lot of perspective awareness and malleability, meaning we lose our self-esteem and belief in where we've been before when we're stressed out, which we also learned plenty about from the dam the DMN, does the same thing to us, leaving us with a disjointed set of visceral memories rather than a cohesive autobiographical one. And as a result, well, I mean, we're under duress all the fucking time. No human likes to feel incapable or as if their mental behaviors are coming unhinged. This whole process itself can feel a lot like being disabled. And some of us do wind up on disability, unable to effectively work with all of these brain disturbances going on behind the eye holes. As we push against our own disappearing mental faculties, trying to force things to work according to factory settings, we continue to just add more strain to the entire system. And eventually, we experience what they call post traumatic collapse. This is when the brain finally can't keep up with all of the functions that it's been forced through. We can't hide our symptoms anymore. We have to actually acknowledge what has been going on, which is extremely disturbing and defeating. and our ability to chug uphill through life finally comes to an end. The little engine that could cannot anymore. We have a full re-traumatization in a lot of cases. Our nerves are fully fried. Our brains are depleted. Our system reverts back to non-functional status and is probably lit up with a lot of memories that have to do with your own self, perceptions of incapacity. And this is where we doubt that we've ever really started to recover at all. (laughs) That we're even capable of getting better. That our brains and lives are manageable. Because, look, asshole, we just really tried to weather this storm and it still wrecked us. Hell, we might not even know what the provoking storm was, which makes the whole set of observed events even more concerning to us. And we shall be judging ourselves for those perceived failures, all the while. As if, you know, society and our social connections weren't doing enough of that already for us. Truly, or just in our fearful, socially-oriented, approval-hungry heads. But here's the good news, motherfucker. It makes sense that this would happen. You are not the only one who has experienced it. This shit is researched in other people. And it isn't a permanent deviation from functionality. You don't let it become a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's up to you. It's in your control how you behave. Of course, if you give up entirely and you fall into a pattern of avoidance, of course, yeah, you'll never get the chance to reemerge in the world and retest what you are capable of. Once we label and believe ourselves to be disabled, it's a tough hole to climb back out of. A lot of perspectives and self-limiting beliefs to rewrite. But if you don't go that disastrous route, if you give yourself the resources that you need to heal those parts of you that have probably been calling for attention, acting up, and draining the well, then you can get your full brain back in your control again distracting background programs closed, daily default patterns of self-fuckery dissipated, distress relieved, energy restored, functionality reinstated. And this is called resilience. Resilience is falling and getting back up. Experiencing backslides and trauma reignitions, being affected by them, noticing it, but gathering up the chaps and moving forward again in the aftermath, going through the cognitive shitholes and maybe getting lost in a pit here or there, but still climbing your way back up from the bottom and continuing to march to find out what you're really made of, this in your past behind you. I bring this up because I think a lot of us are told that resilience is the opposite. It's not being affected by life whatsoever. Feeling the burn, but shutting it out and pushing our way through anyways. In reality, this is um, symptom ignorance in most of us, which results in collapse, but in an ideal way. This is resistance to trauma that we're talking about. And it's a nice thought, but it's unrealistic and a potential point of self-judgment for us if we're holding ourselves to the standard of being completely unaffected by everything in life. Like, sure, someday you'll be resistant to those triggers. The shit that used to really get your goat won't touch the farmyard anymore. But that's not possible until you've healed those pain points, so they hit you more like a stubbed toe than breaking your fucking kneecap. And it's unfair to expect more of yourself without having gone through the time and processing to get to the point where those triggers don't fuck you anymore. In fact, it's dangerous to expect this from you. See all previous statements about the destruction we cause ourselves? by focusing on our sense of incapacity and trying to push through. So when we do suffer a busted joint, well, it would be unwise to tell someone to just keep walking on it, limb dangling loosely as it's dragged on the ground. It would be wise to rest, to give our brains exactly what they need to sort their shit out and recover. With our help, our guidance, our conscious effort, of course. And those things that we require to patch ourselves back up so we can get moving once more are going to be discussed in next week's episode. So trust that they exist. Trust that functionality will return. Do not hate on yourself for any loss of X funk that you might observe in the midst or the aftermath of a T-word event. Or, going back to the work example from earlier, when you're trapped in a brutally T-word environment, a system that you can't get out of yet, don't beat yourself up. Don't try to hide your symptoms from others or yourself. Don't push yourself past your own breaking point. And especially, don't consider it a lifelong sentence if that executive functioning starts to fail. It'll only drive you further into those fearful patterns, which further degrade your mental powers and sense of control. Just trust. You're going to be all right. But first, you're going to have to give yourself time to heal. And your brain will finally be able to destabilize, process, And work the way that you expect it to once more. You're a resilient, not resistant motherfucker. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Till we speak here again, y'all. Hail yourself. Respect what your symptoms are telling you. Hail our ability to get back up even after a few trips and stumbles that might feel like lifetimes. Hail Archie, who literally did nothing but trip, stumble, crash, and fall. But that motherfucker always got back up fairly quickly, and he was congenitally missing half of his brain. So, I mean, it it bodes well for you, right? That's why he's our mascot. And that's it. Cheers, y'all. I'll see you out there when you feel strong enough to start marching again. Till then. Love ya. Take care out there. For real. And bye.